This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Value Inspiration Podcast. My name is Ton Dobber, and I'm the founder of Value Inspiration. The purpose of my company is to help business software companies rethink what can be to become remarkable again. The goal that I have with this podcast is to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential that we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. So my strong belief is that we can think big, and therefore we should. And doing so will help to create a better world for all of us. This podcast is all about that. The guest of my podcast this week is Federico Frattini, Professor of Strategic Management and Innovation at the School of Management of Politecnico de Milano. Flexa is, um, it's many things actually, but we can call it a personalized continuous learning platform, which is designed for our students. The basic idea is to give our students exactly the knowledge they need to achieve their career goals faster and to make them more employable. So it's something that represents a big change in the traditional, let's say, business model of of a business school or of a university, because we are not doing that by using only our knowledge, our courses, our programs, but integrating into Flexa contents, uh, expertise, uh, events, uh, coming really from any angle in the world, Through Flexa, we will bring to our students exactly the piece of knowledge they need when they need it to achieve their career goals faster. Flexa exemplifies our view as a school about uh, what is the real value of artificial intelligence, which is not, of course, substituting human knowledge, but is amplifying the capabilities of people. This is Federico, a full professor of strategic management and innovation at the School of Management of the Politecnico de Milano. He's also an honorary researcher at the Lancaster University Management School in the UK. His research area is innovation and technology management. And on these topics, he has written more than 200 books and papers published in conference proceedings and leading international journals, such as the Entrepreneurship Theory and Practice, Academy of Management Perceptives, California Management Review, Journal of Product Innovation Management, and many others. In 2013, he was nominated among the top 50 authors of innovation and technology management worldwide by the International Association for Management of Technology. In my hunt for compelling stories for my podcast, I stumbled upon an article regarding the launch of Flexa, an AI-powered, personalized, continuous learning platform that was developed under the leadership of Federico. This triggered me, hence I invited him to my podcast. During our interview, we explored the changes in the marketplace and how this is putting more and more pressure on the education systems and the students that they serve. The goal should not be to just successfully graduate, but to actually be employable after you successfully graduate. And this changes the requirement 180 degrees on how students, employers and universities communicate and collaborate together. By listening to this podcast, you will learn three things. Firstly, 
why it is so key to take an outside-in approach to arrive at solutions that have transformative impact. Secondly, that the only way to keep up with the pace of change is to radically shorten the connections and eliminate noise. And thirdly, how it is possible to drive radical innovation in sectors that are known for their bureaucracy and barriers to making progress. So Federico, to start this podcast, thank you for being on it, but can you explain to the audience a little bit about yourself, your background, and, and what you're actually doing at the Polytech of Milano? So, hi Tom, thank you for inviting me. At Politecno di Milano, which is um, the leading technical university in Italy, I am a, a professor in strategic management and innovation. And Politecno di Milano has a business school, which is called MIP. And in, in the business school, I'm the director of the MBA and executive MBA programs and the associate dean for digital transformation. So I take care of all the digital transformation projects that the business school is involved in. Interesting. And digital transformation is definitely, uh, yeah, sort of the angle to this, to why I invited you for this podcast. Because I saw uh, an article on, yeah, one of the magazines online yeah. that was talking about an initiative that you started called Flexa, which is about yeah, sort of transforming education, right? Or making it too big right now. <laughs> this is the, the aspiration, let's say, <laughs> because <laughs> Flexa is, it's many things actually, but we can call it a personalized continuous learning platform, which is designed mm -hmm. for our students. First, the MBA, executive MBA and master students in the business school, but then hopefully it will be open to all the students of the Polytechnic di Milano. And the basic idea is to give our students exactly the knowledge they need to achieve their career goals faster and to make them more employable. So it's something that represents a big change in the traditional, let's say, business model of a business school or of a university because we are not doing that by using only our knowledge, our courses, our programs, but integrating into Flexa contents, expertise, events, coming really from any angle in the world, like all the MOOCs platform available on the web, coming from Harvard Business School Publishing, MIT's Loan Management Review, the Instituto de Empresa Learning Resources, Gartner, New York Times, Financial Times. So we are aggregating all these high-quality certified knowledge sources. And yes. through Flexa, we will bring to our students exactly the piece of knowledge they need when they need it, to achieve their career goals faster. Pretty impressive. So this is about, I think, I'm not sure whether you highlighted that, it's amplifying knowledge, right? And you're doing that with, well, Flexa at the end is powered by artificial intelligence and other you know, disruptive technologies these days, correct? Yeah, and um, Flexa um, exemplifies our view as a school about uh, what is the real value of artificial intelligence, which is not, of mm -hmm. course substituting human knowledge, but is amplifying the capabilities of people. And artificial intelligence will help Flexa work side by side with the professors of the university and the business school, and will help them identify the right knowledge to recommend to our students to incorporate in our courses, in our teaching material, help professors with our researches. And this is one side of the amplification. 
And the other side is what I was saying before, Flexa will amplify the knowledge of our students by giving them personalized, tailored, digital and physical learning experiences, not only when they are studying at our school, but, and this is the most important aspect in my view, also when they will finish their MBA, master or executive MBA programs, and when they become alumni. This is when they need assistant help and continuous update of their skills over time. Yeah, I completely agree with that because it's... So how does it start? Does it start from the outcome? Like, okay, I want to be X, Y, Z, and this is the path to go there in the most optimal way? Or does it, does it work anything different? Now, it started from, uh, let's say, perception of uh, being in the midst of a big change in the education business. Uh, because so far, business schools and universities have relied uh, exclusively on the knowledge of their faculty uh, to deliver education programs to the students. But in the last uh, few years, uh, we all know that uh, business schools, universities, and their faculties are embedded into a landscape of knowledge, uh, which includes uh, hundreds of thousands of MOOCs, uh, TED Talks, uh, online resources that, I mean, have and have to have an impact uh, on how professors and faculty do their job. And so we started to think how to make professors at our school able to amplify their knowledge by tapping into this distributed, mostly free knowledge landscape. And this was yeah. one, let's say, starting point. And the other was linked to the fact that we have a growing number of students. We realized that these students are very different one from the other in terms of background, education, and aspiration for their careers. But at the end, they do more or less the same program when they study in our school. Okay, there are elective courses, concentrations at the end of the courses that they follow, but more or less the program is the same. And we didn't know their skills. We didn't know their strengths and weaknesses. So we, thought, we started to think about how can we amplify their knowledge experience in our school and after they graduate by using the knowledge available outside our boundaries. And these were the two starting points for thinking about flex. So we didn't start from the outcome, to be honest, but we started from realizing that some big changes were affecting the education system. Yeah, I can understand that. But I mean, the moment you start using it, how does the system know what you need to know? I mean, that, they recommend you anything. No, that's an interesting point. The first, uh, let's say, step for one of our students or alumni after he or she joins Flexa is going through a skill checkup. So we've yeah. been uh, partnering with other universities uh, with uh, strong competencies on this task uh, to build uh, a new skill checkup tool that uh, takes into account uh, the background, the CV of our students, then is built around the three tests, one of their digital skills, the other hard skills, and finally soft skills. So the students and alumni will go through these tests, and at the end, the Flexa will build a skill profile of each student, and it will benchmark this profile with the skills required to achieve the career aspirations that our students have to tell to Flexa. And by combining these two aspects, these two sides of the coin, which are at the very basis of employability today, it will identify 
the most important skill gaps to be filled to achieve those aspirations. This is the input yeah. for recommended the right physical and digital learning pathway using artificial intelligence and the knowledge resources integrated in our platform. Interesting. Yeah, and it also, I, th- I mean, you talked about the fact that all your MBA students are well, aiming for the same thing, but all the, at the end, they are all different. And with this type of technology, you can just scale and scale and still provide them with exclusive and very relevant information that are specific for them rather than for the group. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, they are doing an MBA, so they want to pursue a career in general management. But some of them, for instance, want to have a career, I don't know, in finance, another one in, I don't know, in in healthcare. More and more of them want to become entrepreneurs. If you want to stick to the international accreditations, your MBA has to be the same for the single intake. But through Flexa, we will be able to personalize their learning journey here in our school to close the skill gaps that are relevant for the career goals they want to pursue. And this is when they are students. But I think that another important aspect around Flexa is uh, what happens to your student after they finish their programs. Uh, So how you manage your community of alumni, how you really give them advanced uh, continuous learning services. And I think that Flexa is uh, a really wonderful tool uh, to deliver this kind of very important services to our community of alumni. I agree. Yeah, it's a topic that I've discussed with a number of people now on the podcast and completely agree. The whole, the whole education system is changing from, you know, graduations, that, uh, yeah. the, the graduation KPI towards employability. And I, I don't think there's a lot of organizations yet that have figured out how to cross that. So this is a very interesting yeah, approach to this. What do you believe is the potential or the, the opportunity that this creates? I mean, how would, for example, your school Politecnico de, de Milano. Yeah. How could that look in five to ten years' time? <laughs> this is not easy to say, <laughs> but uh, I think that a relevant and, and hopefully a feasible scenario will be that Flexa can help uh, not only our students and uh, our alumni, but also all other people, managers, professionals, entrepreneurs that for many reasons cannot or don't want to go through an MBA program or an executive MBA program, but at the end, uh, they want uh, to strengthen some of their skills, uh, want to improve their career expectations uh, and career possibilities. So if you think that Flexa potentially can be offered, of course, without any degree, to strengthen the digital hard and soft skills of any person in the planet, uh, although they are not students uh, of our school, uh, I think that this gives you an idea of of the potential societal impact that a university or a business school can achieve through these technologies. And this is one aspect. And the second possible future, let's say, is uh, engaging employers through Flexa. Because what we hopefully will be able to do is to invite uh, employers, headhunters, companies to join Flexa. And uh, if our users are happy with that, uh, allow the corporates to see the CVs, the skill checks, and the progress that our students and alumni do over time so that they can do recruitment based on data and based on much more personalized and tailored information. This is another important aspect to close the gap between students and placement. So these are the two trends that I see in five years. 
Yeah, exactly. Do you also believe that the insights you're going to get through Flexa will will change the approach that the university is taking towards curriculum development? I think this is, of course, an important aspect because uh, through Flexa, as you can imagine, we can get uh, another kind of information, which is very important for curriculum development. What uh, really employers uh, uh, search for? What are the knowledge uh, that uh, students need uh, to achieve uh, some uh, career targets? And starting from the data, analyzing the data, you can identify bottom-up the best uh, curricula to, uh, let's say, train a person and to achieve a particular, let's say, career goal. So, of course, it's an important change of perspective. It's not the faculty saying, based on my experience, to become a project manager in, I don't know, healthcare, you need this knowledge and this pathway, but it's data uh, coming from Flexa suggesting our faculty, what are the key skills uh, to get there. So this is an important implication of this project. I can imagine it as well, exactly. Which is, uh, in many cases, required because a lot of the the curriculum is still based on concepts that are possibly not even there anymore. So that's uh, a good thing in itself. To be honest, I teach innovation and and I always say that uh, organizations change uh, not as fast as uh, technology and the market change. And this is very often the reason for failure of big companies, organizations. As you can imagine, in education, this is even more true. <laughs> so the market changes, the needs changes, technology impact a lot, but at the end, the curricula do not change as fast as this for a number of reasons. Flexa can be an accelerator of this process. Exactly. So you said that, maybe that is prior to this interview, that you're going to launch the platform in the fall, and then of course it's going to develop from there. So to get where you are with the product, what were the yeah, what were the, the things that you do in order to make it remarkable from the start? What were the special, special things that you focused on? Yeah, but I, I think that, first of all, the, the key challenge was defi- finding the right partner because, of course, this is a project that you cannot simply buy the technology because no. uh, it's really new, is, uh, especially for the recommendation of digital and physical contents, maybe one of the first globally. And so we needed a partner more than a supplier of technology. And this is why we we did a a big work of uh, understanding what was the best uh, partner. At the end, uh, we decided to work with Microsoft uh, on this project. And the second thing, uh, the the most important one, which is still on progress, let's say, is uh, building the landscape and the ecosystem of, of knowledge. As you can imagine, it's not easy to talk with uh, Harvard Business School Publishing, MIT Publishing, Instituto de Empresa, Gardner, and and so on. And so this is something that uh, our partners were not prepared to. So when we talk with some of these providers, they said, we love your idea, but we are not prepared to offer easily our contents uh, to Flexa because we never thought about this opportunity. So (laughs) they had to to work on also the technology behind their, their offering to make it possible to integrate it in Flexa. So we were surprised to see that with some exceptions, most of the partners that we are integrating in Flexa had never thought about these opportunities. So basically a recommendation engine based on AI, which takes those contents, their contents and tailor them to specific learning needs. So these are the challenges. Yeah, Yeah, it it could likely also open up complete new markets for these organizations as well. 
Yeah, and if, <laughs> if you imagine that, for instance, we can give back to the partners I mentioned before, some very detailed reports about how our students uh, use and uh, like their contents. Uh, so what they learn from that, whether they like them more or less than contents of other providers. So we can give analytics uh, to the content providers and this uh, opportunity to, I mean, improve their offering. So there are a lot of options that we can go for. Exactly. Yeah, that's so yeah, likely you will get a, no, a number of byproducts from this initiative from the start. Have you already seen any byproducts, tangible ones? <laughs> One byproduct could be the application of the assessment tool that is already running as a tool for our corporate partners. As a university, as a business school, we do also training for companies, so where we train employees of large companies. And uh, we see as a first interesting byproduct the opportunity to use the assessment tool applied to, to the employees of our partner companies to check their skills before we propose a, a training custom program to our corporate partners. So it's, it's something we didn't think about before, but it becomes a tool to improve the transfer of our knowledge, not only on the B2C market, but also on the B2B corporate yeah. market. Yeah, that's always then, a, good, a good starting point. And another one, if I can mention, is, uh, yeah. again, we didn't realize it fully from the beginning, is that Flexa can become an important tool to improve uh, our recruitment process. Because as you can imagine, if we open Flexa to people who are not students yet, uh, because maybe they never thought before about attending an MBA or a master, our recruitment office can be much more precise in suggesting what are the best programs, the best courses, best learning pathways for those people. Maybe they, they did never realized about the, the opportunity to, to follow a master or do something like this. Through Flexa, we can have detailed information to recommend uh, yeah. some of our, of our programs uh, to these people. Exactly. With less effort and more impact. Yeah, absolutely. One of the, one of the I think it was a quote from Steve Jobs, uh, where he said, kind of innovation is about, is about it's, it's an art, but it's not, not so much about what you do, but it's about what you, what you not do, what you say no to. Were there any things that you kind of excluded from this, deliberately said no to because of, well, because of impact? That's a, an important question because it's, it's a concept that I really like. Strategy, I always say, your strategy is, more, is based more on what you decide not to do <laughs> than on what you decided to do. To be honest, in this phase, we are very focused on building the MVP of the platform, which includes yeah. a very limited number of, uh, of services. And then we will have to think very carefully about uh, what is the content of uh, the next two waves uh, of release uh, of the platform. But to make an example, we decided uh, to, to make, uh, not to, let's say, apply any price or any fee to the basic services of Flexa for the users uh, in, in terms of uh, students, uh, alumni, and who is not yet a student. So we decided not to try to make money on those services because it uh, would be against our mission, which is... Uh, to impact on society by transferring knowledge that we created by combining technology, engineering, management, and economics. So this is something we decided not to do. Although the potential would be high, we prefer to offer these services also as part of, of our mission. And then maybe there will be the corporate 
partners of Flexa paying to allow us uh, to pay back the investment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end, this could be the, the ultimate value proposition for your organization. It's like the guarantee for a student that they will get the fastest and best route towards their goal. And it's even free. <laughs> so oh, that, that's the idea. <laughs> that's the idea. Okay. What are any... What were the big learnings from this? What would you, for example, do different next time if you could do it again? <laughs> okay, that's not an easy question. What I would do different next time, maybe it would be to have uh, even a more lean approach to the development of the platform. Because, for instance, I learned that uh, any component of the platform can have a value by itself. So let's say it another way. We could have had a more modular approach uh, to building the platform. And for instance, the assessment could be built by itself as one first component, then adding the recommendation engine, then adding the networking, then adding the mentorship and all the other functions that I didn't even told you. Uh, So at the end, I think that these projects really have to be managed according to a very, very trial and error and modular and lean lean approach. So I think we should have fastened the release of the first uh, component of the platform because then as you know artificial intelligence is all about uh, data so the sooner you launch something and you open something to your user the sooner you collect data and you use data to train the algorithm so at the end we should have been even faster in releasing the first uh, piece of the platform yeah it's uh, the, the whole idea behind agile so yeah. so what are you most proud of where you are today it's not launched yet but definitely i think there's some expectation already no we are very proud of the recognition that we received from presenting the platform in many different settings and mostly in the network of corporate partners that we 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 work with so speaking with the hr headhunters recruiters about this project we really saw that they see value as a platform to improve employability of our students. So even, the, even if the project is not still running, of course, uh, open to everybody, this is the thing that we are most proud of. So absolutely. Yeah, yes, you definitely have something that, that could be a turning point in many ways. Yeah. So based on the key lessons learned and where you are today, what would you advise other universities to do? <laughs> I think that universities are strange organization from some point of view because they should be at the frontier of uh, innovation, change, uh, experimentation. But based on my experience, as I said also before, they are mm, typically not fast uh, in experimenting with the new. I think that uh, what this project suggests is that uh, you should have courage to try something new because this is a very good place for experimenting with the new because you have discussion many colleagues uh, you have free you have the the opportunity the freedom to do something that maybe in other organization focus purely on the next quarter profit uh, uh, loss (laughs) or loss it's it's impossible to do and the other thing is that maybe if we started this project at the whole university level polytechnic is pretty much with 40,000 students uh, 2,000 professors or something like that it would have faced uh, strong barriers, bureaucracy, and things like this. We, we started the project in one part of the university, which was by definition a little bit separate from the other, but faster 
and more appropriate as an environment. This is an idea that recalls me the concept of ambidextrous organization that we teach in, in innovation courses. So if you do radical new projects, it's better to start them in separate organizational environments. And then if they produce positive results, you can integrate it back into the entire organization. So the courage to try something new is a suggestion that I can, can share. And uh, start these projects in a protected environment because, I mean, uh, starting it at the entire Polytechnico level would be really, really complex. Yeah, I would say so. This is, you want some, some organizations or some part of the organization that is really eager to get the results from this because it will give them an advantage. Yeah. And then you want the rest to ask or to beg for it. No, so no I, I perfectly agree. At the end, these projects should be conceived more learning opportunities than yeah. something that delivers immediate KPIs or things uh-huh. like this. If you frame these projects, AI, radical innovations like this as learning opportunities, and we are learning a lot about what our students want, how our corporate partners want, how our faculty professor behave, I mean, payback, okay. <laughs> and if they scale up, they, I'm sure they will give also very important economic and financial benefits for the school. I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, it goes really into the whole purpose of this podcast, that it's not about automating people out of a process, but like you said in the beginning, it's, it's about knowledge amplification. So augmenting people to do something that's, yeah, that they couldn't do in any way possible before. And I think also doing this project and learning from it gives you that, well, amplifies you as well with new experiences and things that you can do to make it work. So yeah. interesting. So, so what Thank do you, you believe is, what is next? What is the greatest aspiration, uh, for example, in the next 12 months? You mean what we want to achieve? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we would be happy to launch <laughs> the three release of the project as planned, sure. to be honest. And I don't know, maybe we could aim at uh, the, the real thing that would make us uh, happy would be to present the project uh, to Satya Nadella, who is, uh, as you know, the yeah. CEO of Microsoft. Yeah. And he has a purpose, uh, he has a meaning, which is now part of the entire Microsoft organization, which is very close to what we want to do with Flexa. So this is, let's say, a personal aspiration that maybe we can achieve with our partners in, in the next 12 months. Good. Uh, you need to have <laughs> dreams at the end, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you could ask anything to the audience that, uh, listening, that is listening to this podcast, what could be, how could they help you? What is your big ask? Well, I think that any idea or suggestions about uh, how companies, uh, so HR and recruiters and uh, headhunters or other players in the, in the HR industry could benefit from, from this tool, from this platform. So ideas about uh, how to, to deliver value, not only to our students, because we think that we have pretty much clear idea about that, but to companies, to HR, to recruiters and to headhunters would be wonderful insights for us in this month. Good question. Let's see what's the, what the response is. We'll be through that. Okay, thank you. Where can people go to find out more about the initiative or to say hello to you? Yeah, there's a landing page with a few information, more information about Flexa, which is flexa.polyme.it. And then, of course, to talk with me, I would be very happy to stay in touch with anybody through my email address, federico.frattini at polyme.it. Okay. Or, of course, find you on LinkedIn. This is the way I, how I yeah. find you at the end. <laughs> okay. 
Well, thank you very much for your uh, inspiring insights and uh, sharing the uh, the big idea behind Flexa. Yeah, thank I you for this uh, podcast. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Bye. Exactly. And to everybody listening today, thank you for tuning into this podcast. I had the honor to speak to Federico Frattini, Professor of Strategic Management and Innovation at the School of Management of the Politecnico de Milano. The goal of this podcast is to share compelling ideas and showcases to inspire what can be when technology and people blend in the right way. It's my strong belief that too much focus is put on automating people out of a process, in other words, cutting costs, rather than scenarios where the unique strength of people are augmented with technology to change the established rules and to deliver a value that was unimaginable before. So, with this podcast, I want to make a contribution to change this, to create a broader awareness of what can be, to accelerate the adoption by bringing together you, a tribe of like-minded people and organizations, and lastly, to accelerate the initiatives and solutions that could be created because one idea inspires the other. So if you know about stories that are worth sharing, please send me a message. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas, and that starts with you. If you want to have more information, read my blogs, or obtain information on working with me, just visit me on my website, valueinspiration.com. Thank you for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast or provide me with your feedback. I'll see you shortly in a new episode. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.